0: hello and welcome to the 12th episode of the bat flip crazy podcast where you will find enthusiastic data-driven fantasy baseball analysis my name is toby i'll be your host really excited for today's show Um, on the podcast we're going to be covering some hitters i expect to have strong second halves of the season including the likes of edwin encarnacion Matt Olson, Justin Turner, Travis Shaw, and Brian Dozier, among others. Uh, If you missed yesterday's show, we discussed starting pitchers who I'm expecting to have strong second halves. Those predictions got off to a little bit of a rocky start uh, yesterday, thanks to the performance of Kyle Hendricks. So based on that very small sample size of one start, I would definitely suggest you ignore everything I say for the remainder of the podcast. If you want to listen to yesterday's show or any past episodes, you can find Batflip Crazy Podcast on iTunes and other podcast platforms. The podcast is new, and I put a lot of uh, effort and research into bringing it to you. So if you like what you're hearing, please go to iTunes or your podcast platform. Give us a five-star rating. Write a nice review, and I uh, I really do appreciate it. I do want to say a special thank you to two reviewers from today, uh, Lady Red Sox and Steve, E-A-E-W-R. I think that's Steve-E-O. Uh, both of you left um, really just uh, quite remarkable reviews. Your words and the thoughts uh, that you put in those reviews about the podcast were frankly uh, pretty, uh, pretty touching and, and made my week. So I just wanted to say... Uh, a special thank you uh, to the both of you. Uh, thank you to everybody who has left a five-star rating, 31 so far, and a review. I can't tell you how much I do appreciate that, so thank you so much. You can follow me on Twitter, at BatFlipCrazy. Also on Instagram, uh, BatFlipCrazy. On Facebook as well now, fantasy and the blog is batflipcrazy.com. Wow, that was a mouthful. All right, let's get this party started. All right, let's um, hop to it. Before we get into a deep dive on the hitters I expect to have a strong second half, I did want to talk a little bit about the process. One of the things that I enjoy doing and I hope you enjoy about the podcast is I like to share tools and resources that I use or I've heard that other people use um, to improve their fantasy baseball uh, performance or in their fantasy baseball performance. And hopefully by sharing these we can um, or I can help you, uh, you know, improve your own performance. The process is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but hopefully you can take little bits that you like use those and they can uh, they can help you and your fantasy baseball team so the process for hitters i started out by going to xstats.org and looking at expected uh, weighted on base average or exoba and then looking at woba to see to look for hitters that have a uh, a significant differential uh, between uh, their expected performance and their actual performance you know looking at folks who have underperformed the underlying skills, the under underlying batted ball quality uh, as kind of a first look. Uh, and in, in doing all of these things, I kind of pieced together a, a longer list to do a deep dive on. After that, I went to uh, fangraphs.org, uh, went to my customized leaderboard uh, or the plate discipline tab on the the hitter leaderboard, and looked at the O-swing leaders over the last 30 days and 14 days to identify folks Who have had a stellar approach at the plate recently. I also looked at hard hit and fly ball leaders um, over the last 30 days and uh, 14 days just to see, uh, again, who's who's making quality uh, contact and who is hitting the ball in the air. At the same time, I also look at who has the lowest ground ball percentage. So that You know, again, I've talked about this before, but you can look at fly ball leaders. You know, that's a good thing to look at when you talk about, you know, kind of uh, power numbers, uh, home runs, because generally speaking, the vast majority of home runs are going to be fly balls. Occasionally, there are line drive uh, line drives uh, that go for home runs, but looking at uh, lowest ground ball percentage will give you a sense of folks who are elevating. So, one guy I'm going to talk about a little later is Joey Votto. You know, his fly ball rate is down at 29.6%, but he also has a 33% line drive rate, which is awesome. You know, he's making really good contact. And if we just look at the fly ball, we may miss out on that a little bit. So I also looked at uh, folks who have the lowest ground ball percentage over the last 30 days and 14 days. And then I looked at the expected weighted on base average leaders at Baseball Savant over the last month. So in doing that, you know, there's a lot of overlap over some of those lists, but I put together a a pretty long list of folks to do a deep dive on. Um, And then in doing kind of an initial dive, I whittled that list down uh, a little bit more. And then in doing a deep dive, I whittled it down even further. I've also tried to stick with, with players who aren't obvious choices or who may have lost a little bit of luster You know, those guys who maybe they were top prospects who haven't done that well recently, but have um, or didn't do well recently, but have started to turn it around. You know, maybe some older veterans who have been doing really well for a while, but have had a little bit of a slow first half. Guys like that. Um, Hopefully this means that if they're not already on your team uh, or on the waiver wire, most of them won't be. Some of our honorable mentions will be that you might be able to acquire them in a trade and and gain a little bit of value there. So that's a little bit about the process. My, my thinking there, you know, I could say, you know, go and grab Jose Ramirez. And, you know, if you can do that, great. But um, he is, uh, you know, he's awesome. We all know he's awesome. Um, and getting him is going to be really, really challenging. So that's the process, let's jump into the hitters. The first guy on the list of hitters that I expect to have a strong second half is Edwin Encarnacion, E5 first baseman uh, slash DH for the Cleveland Indians. Uh, Encarnacion is hitting 225 so far this year with 48 runs, 22 home runs, and 65 RBIs. Now, zero stolen bases as well. I almost didn't include that because it seems obvious, but you never know. Kendris Morales has two stolen bases this year. So um, Edwin's actually had a decent year in all but batting average, but it seems like, in general, the folks in fantasy baseball are considering him to have a really poor first half. A lot of times we cling to that average uh, in thinking about whether somebody's doing well or not. And you know, while average is obviously important, there are a lot of ways that folks can contribute. So I feel like his value or how he's being valued is a little bit low right now. When you dig into the profile, though, the only major difference between this year and last year is plate discipline uh he has an o swing this year of 28.6% uh whereas last year was at 23.5% career at 25.3%. So he's about 5% above where he usually is, still better than league average, but that might be one of the reasons why his walk rate has declined um 5% from last year. Uh it's down about 1% overall. Uh, from his career. Now, in other key categories, Z-Contact, 84.5%. It's actually higher uh, than last year at 83.3%. His hard hit rate is up 5% uh, at a career-best 42.7%. And he's hitting 45.2% fly balls, which would be his highest fly ball rate in five years. So there's actually... When you take a look at the skills and the uh, batted ball profile, there really is no major difference between Edwin Encarnacion this year versus previous years, except for that plate discipline, which I'll get to in a second. Now, he's actually been unlucky so far. So he's got a 225 average and a 248 expected average, so we expect some positive regression, hopefully, in the second half to his batting average. And he's earned those 22 home runs with 21.6 expected home runs. When we dive into his power metrics, they are looking very good. 47.2% hard hit fly ball rate, which would actually be a career high. The league average is 35.4%. So he's well above that. His hard hit pulled fly ball percentage. Now this is the percentage of hard hit fly balls. Uh, that are pulled. If you want to see this metric and the hard hit fly ball uh, percentage, what you have to do is go to fan graphs, go into the player plo- profile, go to splits, and then click on splits tool. And then under the splits tool uh, bar, you can actually choose batted balls and then just choose fly balls and then look at the hard hit rate uh, on fly balls there. I'll try to do, um, maybe I'll hop on Uh, YouTube or Instagram or something like that and uh, post a video of me um, uh, running that search just so uh, in case that will be um, helpful. Anyways, getting back to Edwin Encarnacion, not to get distracted, uh, 37.3% hard hit pulled fly ball rate. That's down a little bit from last year, but still above league average of 32.7%. I look at hard hit pulled fly ball rate because hard hit pulled fly balls are the easiest way to hit a home run. Um, Oftentimes you'll see, you know, guys who have a high hard hit pulled fly ball rate, they don't need to um, have as, you know, for instance, they don't have to have as many barrels. Uh, Brian Dozier's a good example of this. He doesn't have a super high barrel rate because he pulls so many hard hit fly balls. You don't have to hit him quite as hard because it's the shortest distance. It's pretty intuitive, Um, but something to consider when you're looking at power metrics and then um, so for this year, uh, Encarnacion has an 8.4% barrel per plate appearance rate, which is uh, higher than last year's 6.7%. Uh, percent. Um, and league average for barrels per plate appearance is 4.8%. So all around really solid power metrics for Encarnacion. Obviously, we see he's hit 22 home runs already this year. Um, but I think there's no reason to expect that not to continue. Now, where we see the possibility of a real surge uh, for E5 is when we take a look at his 30-game and his 15-game rolling averages. Over the last 30 games, we start to see that O-swing improving, so his plate discipline is improving, 26.1% O-swing, 83.1% Z-contact, so pretty close to league average at 85.5% that's league average, Uh, 47.7% hard hit rate, so a really strong hard hit rate there. And then he's got his fly ball rate up at 43.2%. Again, one of the things that I really love is when folks have an O swing around 25%, Z contact around 85%, and then hard hit and fly ball rates above 40%. There's no particular reason, they're just really strong numbers across the board there, especially if you can hit you know, a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard hit fly balls, and have uh, at least league average contact. So Edwin is very close to those marks. Great 30 game rolling averages. When we look at his 15 game rolling averages, that plate discipline is even better. 22.5% O swing, 82.9% Z contact, so that's holding pretty steady. 43.9% hard hit rate, so dropping off a little bit, still well above Uh, 35% league average, and then a 41.5% fly ball rate. So we see that the plate discipline is improving. The contact is holding steady. He's continuing to hit the ball hard and in the air. I think everything in the profile points toward uh, Edwin Encarnacion having a very strong second half, similar to what he did last year. I would not be surprised to see Encarnacion in the running for uh, leader in both home runs uh, and even potentially RBI this year with Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor uh, batting ahead of him in that Indians lineup. Uh, if you can go out and get E5 for, um, you know, a decent a decent price, You know I'd definitely be looking uh, to upgrade him if you need home runs and RBI. And then also in OBP leagues, I think he's going to be Uh, A valuable contributor. So that's Edwin Encarnacion, uh, definitely a guy that I expect to have a really strong second half. Next up, we have Matt Olson of the Oakland A's. Um, We got a lot of hitters to cover, so I'm going to try to speed this up and not go into as much depth as I went into uh, it for uh, Mr. Encarnacion. I know all of you listening are horribly disappointed that you don't get to listen to my voice for three hours consecutively, but um, I will uh, I will speed this up just a little bit uh, moving forward. So with Olsen, he's got a 235 batting average, 50 runs, 19 home runs, 47 RBI, and two stolen bases. Overall, a, a very solid line outside of the batting average, similar to Encarnacion. Olsen has improved his plate discipline this season. Uh, His O swing is at 24.4%, which is very solid. Uh, League average, you'll remember, is around 30.5%. His hard hit rate is at 51.2%, which is about 16% above league average, which is awesome. Um, the only issue that, or the major issue that Olsen has had, especially earlier on in the season, is his contact. His Z contact sits at 75.1%, which is about 10% below league average, which is, is, a, is an issue. Um, and this was something that I identified earlier on in the season as a reason why Olsen was struggling with that low Z contact. There is good news on that front, though. When it comes to luck uh, so far or, you know, whether the skills and the batted ball quality match the performance to date, Olsen has been unlucky. He's got a 235 average, a 265 expected average, and he's actually outperforming those 19 home runs with a 20.7 expected home runs. So again, expecting some positive regression here in the second half, hopefully. When we look at his power metrics, he's got a 44.5% hard hit fly ball rate, which is solid. It's a little bit down from last year at 53.4%, but Olsen was just insane at the end of last year. Uh, So it's hard to repeat that really high fly ball rate, especially when you hit a ton of fly balls. Um, He's got a 32.6% hard hit pulled fly ball rate. Now this is also down significantly from last year where it was at 58.1%. So that is something of note. Uh, For Olsen, uh, not necessarily a good development, but it is around league average, which is about um, uh, 32.7%. So it essentially is league average. Uh, His barrels per plate appearance is at 7.6% this year, down from 9.7% last year. Again, in that uh, small sample last year, he just destroyed the baseball. His recent skills though, and the reason why I really like Olson uh, to have a very strong second half is the recent skills are just awesome. So over the last 30 days, Olson has a 20.5% O swing, which is elite, uh, 10% below uh, league average at chasing pitches outside the zone. And his Z contact is way up. So it's at 83.6% over the last 30 days, which is very close to league average. He's got a 43.7% hard hit rate and a 47.7% fly ball rate. I tweeted out earlier, um, I think it was last week maybe, uh, he has just a beautiful uh, rolling averages graph right now of those four metrics. It's just awesome uh, to look at. Uh, This is the type of thing that I'm into. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, my passion is fantasy baseball. And so things like rolling average graphs are uh, awesome. Um, 15 days, 19.5% O swing, so that continues to improve. His 82.7% Z contact, so holding fairly steady there. His hard hit rate is down a little bit at 38.5%, fly ball at 41%, but still it's awesome to see uh, both well above league average hard hit and fly ball rates. We don't want that hard hit rate to drop much more, but Olsen is continuing uh, to put together a really nice skill set there. The power metrics are obviously down slightly, but the consistent hard hit rate, the consistent fly ball rate, and that improving plate discipline and contact, I think bode very well for Olsen moving forward. The next guy we're going to cover or i'm going to cover is Justin Turner. Turner is hitting 258 this year, 21 runs, 5 home runs, 19 RBIs and one stolen bases uh, and one stolen base. He's obviously been a major disappointment for fantasy owners both because if you drafted him <coughs> you may have drafted him high before his hand injury. And so not only did you miss time earlier on in the year, but you've also gotten not the production that you were anticipating. Now, Turner, though, has nearly identical skill profile as last year. The only difference is that he actually has a 5% increase in overall contact rate, uh, including a 2.5% increase in Z-contact. Even his hard hit rate is level with last year <laughs> at 38.9%. His hard drive rate, though, so that's the X-Stats, high line drive low fly ball rate is down to six, um, down 6.3% to 6.9%, which is very low and potentially problematic. The low high drive rate for Turner is a little um, problematic, but one of the reasons why I'm not too concerned about it, uh, I will get to in a little bit when we look at some of his skills. So uh, Turner has been a little unlucky, 258 average, 268 expected average. The five home runs corresponds with his 4.9 expected home runs. From a power perspective, he's got a 39.7% hard hit fly ball rate. Um, it was 45.1% last year, so it's down a little bit. I will say, though, in July, it's at 50 po- 54.5%, which is a good sign. That is a very small sample. When you look at hard hit fly ball, rate by month. It's a pretty small sample that you could be working with uh, in terms of you know fly balls and then hard hit fly balls. So that's just one thing to be cautious of, but it is a good sign that it appears to be going up. He's got a 33.3% hard hit pulled fly ball rate. <coughs> that was 37.5% uh, last year, um, but still the second best rate of his career. He has a 4.2% barrels per plate appearance, uh, which is slightly below league average. It was 6.4% last year. And the reason why I'm really high with, on Turner, though, is that the recent skills, especially over the last couple weeks, have really <coughs> been excellent. As you can tell, I'm still fighting off this uh, cough that will not go away. Um, they've really been excellent. And I think what this might point to is that Turner, you know, he had mentioned Earlier in the season, and I think we'd seen with some of his um, skills that the uh, hand injury that he had, I think it was a broken bone in his hand, that that was still bothering him. But I think there's signs of life in his bat recently that the skills show. So over the last 30 days, his O-swing is down at 23.8%, which is very good. Um, 90.7% Z-contact, which is well above league average his hard hit rate is at 39.5%, so slightly above where he is uh for the overall season and then his fly ball rate is at 50.6%, which is okay. It's a little too high um and maybe that's why you see that uh high drive rate so low is that he's just getting uh he's just hitting hitting the ball a little bit too much in the air, a little bit too high of a launch angle. Now, where it gets really exciting for Turner is over his last uh, 15 days, he's got a 23.9% O-swing, solid plate discipline as usual, 89.9% Z-contact, great contact as usual, and his hard hit rate has surged up to 48.7%, and that fly ball rate is down at 43.6%, which we like a lot. Um, It's not such a high fly ball percentage where maybe he's hitting... (coughs) Uh, he's getting uh, that launch angle too high, and it's really going to impact his BABIP. It's solid, you know, about eight percent above league average. A really good number there at forty-three point six percent. So as you can see, the batted ball profile and the hard contact show that uh, Turner seems to be getting over that hand injury uh, that that kept him out early in the season and that really you know slowed slowed his season overall from a fantasy perspective. And so hopefully this means that you are going to see Turner return to something closer than, to what he was last year. He's definitely somebody who you may be able to buy uh, low on if folks haven't noticed the skills and the slight uptick in production recently. I think with the addition of Manny Machado as well, if Turner's batting <coughs> in front of him, you may see an increase in Uh, number of runs um, and just overall that lineup is going to be you know really solid so Turner is in a good spot I think the skills are turning around Uh, I really like him heading into the second half next up we have Travis Shaw third baseman for the Milwaukee Brewers Shaw is batting 245 45 runs 18 home runs, 55 RBI, and one stolen base so far this year. Shaw's skills overall have improved this year from last, which is uh, really nice. Uh, 2% uh, increase uh, or improvement in both his O swing, which is down at 27.5%, and his contact rate, including an 88.6% Z contact, so 3% above league average, which is solid. His fly ball percentage is also up 6% over last year, close to 44%, which is excellent. We love to see fly ball rate right around there. Now, Shaw has been a little unlucky this season in uh, batting average, 245 average, 257 expected average, although he has been a little lucky on home runs. He's got 18 home runs on 16.3 expected home runs. In terms of his power metrics, he's got a 39.5% hard hit fly ball rate, which is slightly down, uh, or I don't know if it's slightly, 5.5% from last year. Last year, was at 45%. The good news, 58.3% hard hit fly ball rate in July. Again, very small sample size, but good to see that it's headed in the right direction. Now, what is an awesome number for Shaw is that he's got a 44.4% Hard hit pulled fly ball rate, which is up 2% from last year and 12% above league average. This is great because Shaw plays at Miller Park. And Miller Park is an awesome uh, home run uh, park for lefties. And so the fact that he's pulling a lot of those hard hit fly balls is a really good sign uh, for him. He's got 5.9% barrels per plate appearance this year. Uh, about 1% above league average, and he had a 5% rate last year. The recent skills are also starting to improve, uh, even more so than the improvement that he's seen from year to year. This is really nice to see, especially since he struggled last month with a wrist injury, and then even more recently with an ankle injury. I think the All-Star break couldn't have come at a better time for him. He got to rest up a little bit after suffering... Uh, those minor knocks uh, over the past couple weeks. His 30-day rolling averages, he's got a 28% O-swing, so right about where he is for the year. 87.6% Z-contact, 40% hard hit rate, and a 43% fly ball rate. So all (coughs) very solid and above league average across the board. When we get to his 15-day rolling averages, 25.7% O swing, 91.7% Z contact, which is awesome. 41.5% hard hit rate and a 45.3% fly ball rate. That is all really, really good. Um, It's awesome. And so everything seems to be headed in the right direction for Shaw. And I expect him to be a major force in the second half. The skills are looking great. He gets some rest for that wrist and ankle injuries. He's in a great ballpark, and his swing is tailor made for it. He makes himself a part of an. He's he's part of a great uh, lineup, at least a great first half of the lineup, uh, with Yelich, Kane, Aguilar uh, in front of him. You know, this is a this is a guy I really like uh, heading into the second half. Next up. We are going to do Mr. Second Half himself, Brian Dozier. Uh, it almost feels like cheating to predict that Brian Dozier is going to have a strong second half, but he has had probably his worst first half. <coughs> um, uh, you know, this year. And so um, you know, that's why I felt okay and I'm not too ashamed uh, to include him uh, in this list of folks that I expect to improve in the second half. So Dozier this year hitting 230 with 60 runs and 16 home runs and 48 RBI to go along with five stolen bases. That is pretty solid outside of the average. Um, He is just such a compiler. Dozier just gets so many plate appearances. He's already got 414 this year. And so he just compiles those numbers even if the rate's aren't maybe what they um, used to be. Now, all of um, Dozier's skills are actually better um, by about at 2%. That O-swing and, and the contact rate, his hard hit rate um, as well is up a little bit. And so even though he hasn't done well this year, the skills haven't deteriorated much. He's right in line with uh, his average, 232 average, 234 expected average. Been a little lucky with his 16 home runs. They come on 13.6 expected home runs. His hard hit fly ball rate is down at 37.1%, slightly above league average. That's down from 44.1% last year. The good news is, though, that Dozier... um, in his, in his best season in 2016, at least for home runs, he had a 39.1% hard hit fly ball rate. So he hits enough fly balls that, you know, that hard hit fly ball rate uh, doesn't have to be elite, elite for him to be able to produce a ton of home runs. And the good news in the hard hit fly ball rate uh, is that he has a 70% hard hit fly ball rate in July. So you can tell he's heating up. He has a 38.8% hard hit pulled fly ball rate, 6% above league average. It was 44.9% last year and 56.7% in 2016. And so that is a little bit of a concern in terms of him meeting the same power metrics that he has in previous years. He's at 4.6% barrels per plate appearance, 5.5% last year. But again, he always seems to thrive in the second half. And so... Hopefully those rates will uh, also increase. the uh, the low barrel per plate appearance that Dozier has had even uh, you know last year um, when he hit thirty four home runs just shows you the importance of that hard hit pulled fly ball rate. Dozier doesn't have to barrel the ball up. He doesn't have to make excellent contact to hit home runs if he's pulling. Hard-hit fly balls, you know, it's obviously solid contact, but he's not going to need the same exit velocity as you know um, As he would if he was hitting a lot of his home runs to the gaps or to center field Now I mentioned that he's put up monster second halves in the last couple years He's had 21 home runs after the break last year and 28 after uh, the break in 2016 And both of those seasons included high batting averages. Now, it's important to note that the second half this year is shorter than in the past. But looking at 15 to 20 home runs from Dozier, that would be right in line uh, with what he's done uh, in (coughs) past second halves. Over the last 30 days, um, Dozier's skills are solid, 19.9% swing percent, which is elite. 80.7% 80.7% Z-Contact, which is 5% below league average, so not uh, not great, not terrible. 42% hard hit rate and a 50.6% fly ball rate. So both of those point to uh, solid power numbers. Fly ball rate may be a little high for my liking, but Dozier makes his living uh, at that really high fly ball rate. Now, over the last 15 days is where it gets really exciting um for Dozier 19.7% O swing so maintaining that elite plate discipline his Z contact is up 5% to 85.9% right around league average his hard hit rate has jumped 5% to 47.6% 12% above league average and that fly ball rate has dipped a little bit to 48.6% that is awesome when you have above 45% hard hit rate and fly ball rates you are going to hit a lot of home runs. So as you can see, Dozier's skills are really coming together at the same time that they always do. That's the second half. Based on the skills and past performance, I, I can see a repeat of what he's done the last couple years where he has really strong home run rates. The only caveat that I'll put in with that is that he is subject of trade rumors. He's likely to be traded. Milwaukee Brewers seem like the most likely fit. And that would be fine since Miller Park is a nice home run and hitters Park, (laughs) but he would have to adjust to new surroundings, which could mess with those skills a little bit. It's always hard to know how people are going to respond there. So that is something uh, to consider. But I do like Dozier a lot uh, moving forward. The next two guys I'm going to cover are Jake Bowers and Max Kepler. Bowers is a guy I tweeted about earlier in the year, or earlier this week, and I just absolutely love the skills of Jake Bowers. He's a guy that I think in a couple years is going to be an elite hitter in this league. So far in 155 plate appearances, his first taste of the majors, he's hitting .252 with 25 runs, 5 home runs, 18 RBIs, and 2 stolen bases. Uh, he's, he's walking at a 14.8% clip and striking out below league average at 21.3%. I just love, uh, I love the skills uh, and the batted ball profile of this kid. He's displaying elite hard hit rate already at 48%, and his O swing rate uh, is at 24.3% which you can see reflected in that, uh, walk rate, uh, that I mentioned before. He's right in line, uh, with X stats, uh, 252 average, 251 expected average, five home runs and 4.9 expected home runs from a power perspective. He's got a 52.9% high hard hit fly ball rate, which is awesome. Uh, that is about, um, uh, about i think i can't i forgot if it's 35 or 37 percent is league average but it's much better than league average uh 22.2 percent hard hit pulled fly ball rate you can see that as an issue for why he may not be hitting as much for as much power as the uh, hard hit rate and the hard hit fly ball rate point to, and that may be an area of growth for him uh, in the future he's got a 5.2 percent barrels per plate appearance Uh, slightly above league average of 4.8%. Now, we've seen a recent uh, surge in his fly ball percentage. And this is really interesting because throughout his minor league career, this was not uh, something that was expected. He wasn't a huge home run guy or a huge fly ball percentage guy. And so it's going to be really interesting to see whether this is just kind of a, uh, you know, some, some variance and that he'll fall back down to a lower fly ball rate or whether he'll be able to maintain at least a higher fly ball rate, um, you know, above league average, you know, in that 40% range. Um, So he's got, um, over the last 30 days, 24.9% O-swing, so he's maintaining that solid plate discipline, 82.6% Z-contact, about 3% below league average, still fairly solid, 45.7% hard hit rate, and a 38.3% fly ball rate. <coughs> like to see him uh, slightly above league average there. Well, over his last 15 games, he's maintaining that, uh, that uh, solid plate discipline at 25.4% O-swing, maintaining that decent uh, uh, in-zone contact rate of 82.8%. His hard hit rate is up even higher at 47.6% and he's got a 47.6% fly ball rate, so that is super interesting. I mean, if he's able to maintain above 45% hard hit rate and fly ball rate, which I'd say is unlikely given, you know, his minor league history, what he's done, you know, that could produce power sooner rather than later, especially if he can get that hard hit pulled fly ball rate up a tiny bit. So obviously Bowers Despite only 155 plate appearances in the majors, he's showing a great approach, and he's hitting the ball with with very high quality. Uh, The Z contact is up two over his last seven games. Obviously a very small sample size, but it's nice to see that improving a little bit. His power is limited by that hard hit pulled fly ball rate, but he has the approach of above average hitter with some power, and in the stolen bases is something that he was able to do in the minor leagues. Uh, two in 155 plate appearances isn't terrific, but that <coughs> would put him on pace, you know, for uh, about eight, I think, over the course of a full, uh, full season, which is not half bad uh, for a first baseman, at least if you have him playing there as opposed to the outfield. I believe he has dual eligibility in most leagues. It's a little risky uh, to bet Heavy on Bowers in the second half just because we have such a limited track record to look at, but I don't think, uh, I don't think fantasy owners may be valuing him uh, as, as high as they should. He's still available in a number of 12-team leagues. I recently actually picked him up in one 12-team league last week, so he's a guy who you maybe not have to pay a ton for, and he may be worth taking a flyer on giving you decent batting average, solid counting stats, a little bit of stolen bases, and then even uh, some power potential. Those are well-rounded, potentially five-category producers are awesome to have on your team. Next up, we're going to look at Max Kepler. I took a very deep look at him a couple episodes ago, so if you want to check that out, you certainly can. Kepler has it had a 3.5 percent improvement in his O swing uh, to 25 percent. His contact is also up over the course of the season, 4.3 percent and 1 percent, uh, three 4.3 percent total and 1 percent on Z contact, <coughs> and it's at a very good 91 percent rate. His hard hit rate is also up 6 percent to 38.7 percent. So we see over the course of the season that those skills have really converged. He has been unlucky, uh, 227 average with a 249 expected average. So we'll expect some positive regression in the second half, and he's earned those 11 home runs with 10.9 expected home runs. Now the power metrics uh, are okay, 34.7% hard hit fly ball rate. It's a a little bit up uh, from last year at 33.1%, but also just around league average, slightly below it. It is up to 42.9% in July. He has a 42.9% hard hit pulled fly ball rate, which is awesome, and he also had a 50% rate last year. So this seems to be a skill that he actually has of pulling his hard hit fly balls. That is very good news uh, when we think about the possible power potential for Kepler. He's got a 5.2% barrels per plate appearance, this year slightly above average, which is great considering that last year his barrel rate was 2.8%. Obviously, <coughs> the skills over the course of the season are really intriguing for Kepler, and they're actually better recently. Over the last 30 days, he's got a 21.6% O swing, so nearing elite territory, if not elite, 92. Uh, 92% Z contact, which is awesome uh, borderline elite 38.1% hard hit rate which is above league average and a 47.6 percent fly ball rate. he also has a 17.9 percent hard uh, line drive rate over that period of time which I uh, bring up because one of the issues with Kepler is that he is a guy who was is hitting too many pop-ups and fly balls, not those hard drives, not those high line drive, low fly ball uh, types, just too many um, high fly balls, which is draining his BABIP, which sits at 243. It's been a little bit unlucky, but still, um, we wanna see that fly ball rate. It's the it's okay if it um, hangs out around the 45% that he's at for the year. We don't wanna see it uh, go too much higher than that. And it's nice to see that the line drive rate is, um, <coughs> slightly above his season number at 16.5%, because that tells me that he is starting to drive the ball um, a little bit at at lower launch angles, a little bit more frequently. And when we look at the 15-day uh, rolling average, he's at 20% O-swing, 91.3% Z-contact, 43.9% hard hit rate, which is awesome, and a 34.1% fly ball rate and 22% line drive rate. So we want to see that fly ball rate higher but he is um, hitting uh, the ball. He is getting line drives. So my hope is that, you know, and, and I don't have any research to back this up. This is just something that I'm thinking of intuitively, is that with that higher line drive rate coupled with, you know, slightly lower fly ball rate, maybe it means that his um, he's driving the ball at slightly lower launch angles. Uh, I did look in the piece that I did, a deep dive on him, uh, last week, I did look at that and his launch angle was down a little bit, his average launch angle. And so um, that does seem to be something that's happening and could bode well for him in the second half. So all of the skills, both the season long skills and these recent skills really seem to put Kepler on the precipice of something big in terms of his next development. Maybe it happens in the second half. I think that's what we're hoping for. That's what I'm betting on. Uh, Maybe it's next season, maybe he needs even another season after that, but the skills really appear to be coalescing and showing everything that we need to see, barring that elite hard hit fly ball rate and a higher hard drive rate for him. And so I really uh, am hopeful that this second half, we'll see Kepler take that next step in his development. And with the Twins uh, trading off some key pieces, we may even see him move up in the lineup. He's batting, I think, seventh uh, the last few weeks. Maybe we can see him move up into that number five spot, uh, even, uh, maybe even uh, number uh, four spot, um, where he might be able to get uh, bat with, uh, in, in some better situations uh, surrounded by some better hitters. So high expectations for Max, Max Kepler uh, in the second half. Next up, I am going to cover Joey Votto, Tommy Pham, and Jesse Winker. Uh, Votto, kind of like Dozier, feels a little unfair to include in here, but um, I just love Joey Votto. Number one, because he's probably the funniest baseball player alive and just seems like a, uh, a fun guy. And also just because anytime I have an opportunity to talk about the guy's skills, Uh, I will will take it. So far this season, he is hitting 289 with 55 runs, nine home runs, 50 RBIs, and one stolen base. His O swing, as usual, is an elite 16.6%. That's right, he only swings at 16.6% of pitches outside the zone. His hard hit rate is actually up over last year by 4% to 40%. And his Z-contact is about the same. It's down uh, 1% at 87%. And the major difference for Votto, uh between last year and this year isn't necessarily in the skills. It's in the batted ball profile. He's got a 33% line drive rate, which uh, uh, by itself is awesome. That'll generate a high batting average normally. Uh, that's up 10% from last year, and it's just about the same drop that he's seen in his fly ball rate, which is not great, um, from 38% last year to 29.6%. So the good news is is that it's not really a, a matter of Vado elevating the ball. He's elevating the ball plenty. It's just a matter of a few degrees of launch angle between those line drives, those hard drives, and those fly balls, and so... Votto being the hitter that he is, I'm hopeful that he will be able to get uh, that fly ball rate uh, up into at least the mid-30s and around league average. Now, he's been slightly unlucky this year on average, 289 average, a 304 expected average. He's got nine home runs on 8.7 expected home runs. From a power metrics perspective, his hard hit fly ball rate is Um, at 45.8%, so well above league average, but it is down 5% from last year. His hard hit pulled uh, fly ball rate is at 18.4%. Again, that's uh, the percentage of hard hit fly balls that he pulls is at 18.4%. It's down 2% from last year, but not a huge difference. Um, His barrels per plate appearance, he's at 4.5% this year, down from 6.2%. Last year, so not great power metrics a little disappointing uh, to be honest, but over the last thirty days um, we see a fourteen point nine percent o swing. My God that is good eighty nine percent z contact also awesome forty two point five percent hard hit rate, so it's a little elevated and he's got that fly ball rate up at thirty four point five percent the fifteen day look outlook is not as uh, as good, um, but it's nice to see that 30 day uh, rocking a 35% fly ball rate. His 15 day is at 15.4% O swing, awesome. 90% Z contact, awesome. 35.4% hard hit rate, about league average. And then that fly ball rate is down at 29.2%. So hopefully that's not a trend. Hopefully that 30 day um, is more of the trend than the 15 day. We shall see. One of the reasons, though, that I like Votto moving forward in the second half, again, some folks may be frustrated. They're not getting necessarily the 300 plus average they expected from Votto. They're not getting the power that they expected from Votto with those nine home runs. And so they may be willing to sell a little bit at a little bit of a discount. He's a 327 career hitter in the second half. And so, and when Votto gets hot, he gets hot i mean it is not out of the question for him to have a stretch where he is batting over 400 uh for a month and so he's a guy that especially in the in the reds improving lineup i really like moving forward in the second half uh he's somebody i'd be targeting if i really needed to improve uh, my batting average uh, a lot he would be the number one target uh, probably uh, uh, when it comes to that, you know, maybe maybe Jose, Jose Altuve, uh, but Vado I think, is in for a, a a strong second half. Now, Tommy Pham is the next one up. Uh, folks are really down on Pham. He has really struggled over the last two months. It's been absolutely brutal. As somebody who owns Pham, Pham in a number of places, the good news is is that if you just look at the regular line, <laughs> it's not terrible. He's hitting 243, which is very disappointing, Um, but he does have 60 runs. He's got 13 home runs, 35 RBIs, and nine stolen bases. So all in all, a decent line. His O swing is up 4.8% from last year, but it's still solid at 23.8%. His Z contact is actually up 2% at 88.8%. His hard hit rate is up 11.4%. 46.9% and his fly ball rate is at 26% just like last year. Now those are not skills that you would expect given the kind of narrative that's around Fam right now but we're looking at pretty much identical skills outside of the uh, plate discipline. Now Fam has been unlucky in the first half he's hitting 243, (coughs) 261 expected average, 13 home runs on 12.2 Expected home runs, so he's earning those. The thing to remember about FAM is last year, you know, he hit, uh, I believe it was around, I don't have it in front of me, but around 300, but he actually did uh, better than the expected stats had him at. They had him closer to around 280, and so I think that's much more where um, his, um, you know, what we'd be looking at for a high end of the average for FAM. I think you're more likely. To get you know in the two seventy range uh, for him, Um, but given the OBP, the runs, the home runs, and the stolen bases, five category contributor, uh, especially with batting average uh, down overall. When we look at the power metrics for Fam, obviously the fly ball percentage is low, but he has always been a high hard hit fly ball percentage guy. He's at fifty one point seven percent hard hit fly balls. He was at fifty three point five percent last year. So very similar. His hard hit pulled fly ball rate is down about 7% from last year at 23.3%. That's well below league average of 32.6%. It was thirty-four thirty point four percent last year. His barrels per plate appearance is at 5.4%, slightly above league average, and right around his 5.8% from last year. So overall, when we look at it, we're pretty much looking at the same hitter This year, as we had last year. Over the last 30 days, you know, and we know how bad FAM has been, you are going to be surprised when you hear these numbers, unless you've been paying attention to the rolling graphs I've been sharing. 25.1% O swing, which is solid, not as great as he was last year. 88% Z contact, again, above league average. 53.3% hard hit rate, which is awesome. And a 24.3% five ball rate, which is not awesome but not out of the ordinary for fam 15 day uh rolling average his o swings up a little bit it's creeping a little bit at 27.2 percent his z contact is at 87.9 percent that hard hit rate is at 58.3 percent which is awesome and he's got a 19.4 percent fly ball rate in his last two games he's also uh been great he was three for four today with a home run he was two for two, I believe, uh, the last game before the uh, All-Star break. So maybe he's starting to heat up. He's another guy that when he gets hot, like we saw earlier in the season, he, is, he can be lights out. So have we, as we've seen, the skills and batted ball profile are remarkably similar for Fam. If anything, the batted ball pre- profile um, may be a little bit better um, and the skills are obviously a little bit better. He's got more hard drives than last uh, uh, than last year, up 2.7% uh, to above 13%, which is above league average, and he's hitting fewer pop-ups. It's down 4.4% and dribblers, which are down 3.7% this year. One of the concerns, though, for FAM moving forward that I have is that a lot of folks drafted him hoping for a 2020 season, even a 30-30 season. Uh, If we were really dreaming, Um, he's got nine stolen bases so far this year, but he has not attempted many stolen bases or I think he only has one stolen base really (coughs) since he um, went went on the DL with that groin issue earlier. So that's kind of a bummer. But still, I think you're going to get somebody in the second half who can contribute decent average. Uh, If he gets hot, maybe even good average. He's going to get you a lot of runs. I think he'll move back up in the Cardinals lineup once he heats back up. I think you're, he'll surpass 20 home runs this year. I think he'll, he'll get you an okay RBI total, and then hopefully he can get somewhere in the 15 range uh, for you for stolen bases. So overall, we had, I had a lot of high expectations for Fam heading into the year. Um, he hasn't met those, but I think that might create a buying opportunity where folks are willing uh, to sell a little low on him. Now, Jesse Winker is a guy I kind of struggled with whether to include him here um, in, the, in the second half surgers. You know, sometimes I make assumptions a lot of the times about guys who have maybe been crushing it or have been hot for a while, a few weeks, a couple months, um, who even if they're lesser known folks that I may think that people have noticed or, you know, may not uh, qualify as kind of a getting hot in the second half guy because, you know, he's already been hot, you know, here for uh, over a month. But um, Winker, I just want an opportunity to talk about the skills, to be honest with you, because the skills are awesome. He's hitting 293 with 35 runs, 7 home runs, 42 RBIs, 0 stolen bases. The speed is a little bit of a downer for him. He, the 293 is a little lucky, 281 expected average, 7 home runs, 7.4 expected home runs. But one thing to consider with Winker is that he is just um, he's just really been crushing it. He's hitting well over 300 Over his last 30 days, I believe. Um, And so while that expected average is lower, um, he is, um, the skills are just there for him to be a 300 hitter. From a power perspective, he's got a 38.4% hard hit fly ball rate. It was at 50% last year. So it's a little bit disappointing to see that drop. It was actually super low earlier in the year. And you can see him heating up. He's got a 47.5% hard hit fly ball rate in June and an 85.7% hard hit fly ball rate in July. He's got a 21.4% hard hit pulled fly ball rate, which is well below league average. It was 46.7% last year. That's going to be crucial if he wants to make some gains. We've seen guys with similar plate discipline and contact skills like Alex Bregman really make that, uh, jump by pulling, uh, the ball and hitting more fly balls. Those are two steps that Winker's going to need to take. If he really wants to get up there in the upper echelon of hitters in baseball, he's got a 4.7% barrel per plate appearance, 5.1% last year. So about the same right around league average. Now here's where it's awesome. I really wanted to just talk about the recent skills for Winker. Over the last 30 days, he's got an elite 18.9% O swing. He's got an elite 93.4% in zone contact rate, an elite 51.9% hard hit rate, and a not elite 32.4% fly ball rate. But you can see that three of those four key numbers that I like to hone in on are elite level. It's just that fly ball rate that is dragging along, 32.4%. Is pretty low. It's about 3% below league average. If he could get up to 40% with that hard hit rate, my God, it could be awesome. 15 day rolling average, his O swing is actually better, 16.7%. Elite. His Z contact is actually better, 96.9%. And his hard hit rate is actually better, 62.5% hard hit rate. That, my friends, is nuts. That is awesome. So the skills are just beautiful for Winker. I'm really glad I got a chance to talk about that. The fly-ball percentage is the only dud. It's at 27.5 percent over that period of time. The skills for Winker are crazy good. There is no reason why he should not continue to be uh, average uh, 300 around a 300 average guy with a really high OBP. His OBP for the season is above. 400 in obp leagues i would be all over him although it may be hard to get him because he's been so valuable the power is coming along slowly because of that fly ball rate and that uh, hard hit pulled fly ball rate Uh, barrel rate is also not that high so that's where there's a little room for improvement the speed is non-existent so that also limits uh, the ceiling Um, but if you're looking for somebody you can expect to be a consistent producer of solid average and or OBP with some decent uh, counting stats, especially if he can make his way uh, to um, higher up in the lineup. You know, he would be a huge uh, uh, contributor of runs if we were at the top of the lineup like earlier in the season. He's been hitting later in the lineup, so you may see uh, a little bit of a bump in RBI from Winker, but he's a guy who I just think is going to be a consistent performer in the second half the ceiling is a little limited but if you're looking for a guy uh, for consistent average uh, he is the one that i would be looking at most importantly i got a chance to talk about the crazy good skills of jesse winker who i expect to have a strong second half Next up, I'm going to do something a little bit different. Um, The next two guys I'm going to cover, Gregory Polanco and Rugnet Odor, I'm going to call them on the fence guys. These are guys who have, uh, these two have really intriguing things happening in their uh, skill sets, but I'm not 100% sold that it's all coming together. There are enough concerns where I'm not 100% in on them in the second half, but um, they do provide some really intriguing, uh, they do look really intriguing, and I did the research, so I wanted to share them uh, with you, and you can make the decision about whether you believe in what they're doing. The first, uh, as I mentioned, is Gregory Polanco. Polanco's hitting 235 this year, 49 runs, 16 home runs. 51 RBIs, for stolen bases. He's another guy who, if his batting average was maybe uh, 20 points higher, would be considered to having that, you know, maybe not that breakout year, um, you know, although he, he probably already had it in 2016, but more like, you know, just a very solid uh, contributor, but that average is low. He's actually seen an 8% improvement in his O-swing this year. It's down to 26.7%, which is solid, uh, about, four percent below league average he does have a big drop in contact though um, his z contact is down to 84.6 percent it's a big drop of seven percent but it's still around league average he's got a 236 average x thinks he's been unlucky he's got a 256 expected average so if he did have that expected average you know we'd be thinking about his season a lot differently He's got 16 home runs. They're supported by 15.8 expected home runs. For his power metrics, he's got a 35.5% hard hit fly ball rate. Uh, It was 30% last year, so it's up from last year right around league average. Uh, It's 47.6% in July, which is good news. He's got a 36.8% hard hit pulled fly ball rate, which is 4% 4% above league average. It was 36.1% last year, so he seems pretty consistent there. And then his barrels per plate appearance is up to 60 uh, is up to 6.6% this year, um, which is which is very solid, about 2% above league average, and much better than last year's 2.9%. Now Polanco's 30-day rolling average looks really good. He's got 25.3% O swing, which is solid. Z contact, which is right around league average, 37.7% hard contact, which is decent, a little bit above league average, and then a 48.5% fly ball rate. So he's got a little bit of that hard hit and that fly ball rate going. Now, over the last 15 days, he's made some improvements, but then also, um, you know, the reason why I'm kind of on the fence for him is this he's got a 26.7% O swing rate, which is fine, which is solid good. Now his Z contact is down to 79.5%. So it is trending a little bit downward, which is concerning because then we start to see that K% percent bump. And then he's also got a 40% hard hit rate and a 56.4% fly ball rate. So that fly ball rate is, is higher than we want it to be. Although that hard hit rate has trickled up to that 40% marker, which we love to see Now, the challenge with him is that combination of that lower Z contact and that increased fly ball rate could really make his batting average plummet. It's already low. That would be a real um, a real uh, a real hit to that batting average. So the thing about Polanco is the power potential is there and he seems very close to tapping into it, I mean, he really already is with the 16 home runs, but it seems like there may even be another level for him uh, to hit. He's had a very strong um, expected wOBA um, for the last um, um, for the last month or so. Um, it's at 400 over the last month, which is great. So it is, um, it should be producing good outcomes. He could really just have a monster breakout in the second half, or he could hit, you know, 2.15. So I'm on the fence on him. Think about what your teamies are. I thought it was an interesting profile and wanted to share it with you. Now, the next one is hard for me to do, to even be on the fence on this guy, because Rugnet Odor, Um, I have been down on Rugnet Dor since his first really good season. I was down on him last year. I actually had my one bold prediction that was right. You may have heard me say this before. When you only get one bold prediction of your 10 right, you tend to stick with it. Um, But was that Shinsu Chu would out um, earn him last year in 5x5, which he did pretty handily. Again, Chu was going at like 230 this year and Odor was going around 100. And so I did the same bold prediction and it's going to happen again. But... You always have to have an open mind in this game. You always need to monitor the skills and see if they're pointing toward something better. Now, the reason I've always been down on Odor is that his plate discipline has always been really bad. And and he always has a, just a terrible batted ball profile, you know, really low line drives, really high fly balls, really high infield fly ball rate, which is and he pulls a ton of uh, ground balls. And so that can be really problematic for your BABIP, and we saw that last year. This year he's hitting 239 uh, with 32 runs, six home runs, 24 RBIs, and five stolen bases. That'll be disappointed for fantasy owners. He's seen a 3% decrease in his O swing, though, down to 35.3%. For a guy who used to live in the 40s, that is good to see. He also has a 1% increase in Z contact, up to 86.3%, so 1% above league average he has been lucky this year he's got a 244 average 222 expected average he's got six home runs and they're supported by the 6.1 expected home runs so why on earth would i even be on the fence about O'Dor? well there's been some interesting developments in his skill set Over the last 30 days, he's got a 31.6% O swing, so right around league average. His Z contact is up at 88.4%. His hard hit rate is up at 41.9% and a 42.6% fly ball rate. So in three of the four metrics that I like to look at as my kind of go-to's, he is doing really well in them. And in the O swing, he's actually improving. So that is really good to see, and if he can continue to sustain that, I see potentially good things for Odor. Over the last 15 days, though, we've got 27.7% O swing rate, which is good. Uh, That's that, nice to see. It's above league average from Odor, which is awesome. Now, the Z contact is starting to trickle down at 86.2%, so down 2% from that 30-day rolling average. And his hard hit rate is at 31.4%, which is a 10% decrease uh, from Odor. And his fly ball rate is also down 6% from that 30-day rolling average to 36.4%. Now, the reason why this raises major red flags for me is that Odor has actually been through periods of better um, plate discipline. And what's ironic is that during those times, He has struggled mightily. He's seen his contact rate dip and his hard hit rate dip. And so the question is whether Odor can be successful as a patient hitter, whether his aggressiveness is at the plate is somehow tied to at least his past solid performance. And so I'm still not sold on him being there, but it's an interesting and intriguing enough change in his skill set that I thought I would, ra- I would raise it. Um, you can be the decider about whether you're going to go with him in the second half. It is hard for me to put him in there, but you know I want to be as unbiased as possible. With the power and speed combo that he's got, if he can even get that or even keep that uh, average at 244, he could be you know a strong uh, contributor for you in the second half again I'm not sold entirely though last but certainly not least and thank you so much for sticking around for the full podcast is some honorable mentions now these are guys who are intriguing and to be honest with you uh put a lot of research into bringing these second-half hitters, and I was running out of steam for doing more. So with these folks, I'm going to do a much briefer rundown. I'm really just going to provide uh, why their 30-day and 15-day uh, rolling averages are intriguing, and then their, um, uh, what their uh, monthly ex, uh, ex-wobo was, according to Baseball Savant. So the first one is Mark Konya, uh 30-day. Uh, I covered him in uh, Free Agents. A little uh, while ago so if you want to take a look at that i think it might actually be the last uh, waiver wire episode that we did feel free to take a look at that uh but kanya uh has a 30-day rolling average 28.6 percent O swing which is way down from last year 90.8 percent z contact which is awesome uh 35.1 percent hard hit rate which is right around league average and then a 44.2 percent fly ball rate. So he's a guy whose skills have improved across the season. His batted ball quality isn't at its peak uh, like it was about a month ago, uh, but it's still solid. And over the last 15 days, that O swing is staying there at 28.9%, 91.2% Z contact. The hard hit rate is down a little bit at 32.4%, but he's got a 40.5% fly ball rate. And what really jumps out is his expected WOBA of 4.15, um, which is awesome. Um, So Kanya is a guy who uh, in shallower leagues may be available on the waiver wire. Um, In deeper leagues, he may be a guy you could just get in as a toss-in in a a broader trade, or you might be able to get at value. He's getting every day at bats with the A's, uh, batting second, I believe, most recently. And so he's a guy who is really interesting. Another Oakland A is uh, Chad Pinder. Uh, 30-day rolling average, 35% O-swing, which is about uh, 4.5% above uh, league average, so not great. But his Z-contact is at 83.5%. And the reason why he's on this list, he's got a 45.7% hard hit rate and a 41.4% fly ball rate. Over his last 15 games, He's got a 32.6% O-swing, so that O-swing is improving. His Z-contact is staying steady at 82.5%, but that hard hit rate is jumped up to 47.1%, and his fly ball rate is at 41.7%. His overall hard hit rate for the year is actually at 50%, and he actually has started the last five games uh, for the A's. Now, if I had to choose one guy who's going to come out of not nowhere necessarily because Pinder is kind of a known quantity. He had a really high uh, barrels per plate appearance, uh I think, last year, and he does this year as well. But if I was going to pick a guy to just kind of who's probably owned in less than 10% or 25% of 15 team leagues, uh, Pinder would probably be that guy. If he gets plate appearances, he is sneaky. I covered him in the waiver wire, uh, last waiver wire episode as well. He's got a decent expected batting average at around, I think it's like 279. Um, the power is there with the plate appearances. And um, he's just a guy who I think, if he gets plate appearances, could be a sneaky uh, Max Muncie light without the plate appearances. I hate to compare anybody to Muncie, but just a guy who's going to come out of relative obscurity to you know hit maybe uh, 10 to 15 home runs here down the stretch i'm not saying he'll do it but if you are in need for power you could do worse things than take a flyer on him especially if he continues to get playing time his expected wobo over the last month is 469 damn uh brandon belt is the next honorable mention 30 day 24.6 percent o swing solid 85.4 percent z contact solid 43.5 percent hard hit rate great 40.9 percent fly ball rate great 15 day 24.1 percent o swing 86.4 percent z contact 40.4 percent hard hit rate 37.8 percent fly ball belt's just one of these guys who's got solid plate discipline good contact skills hits the ball hard hits the ball in the air Happens to play in a terrible ballpark for it, but um, is very solid. He's a guy who was getting a lot of hype earlier in the year. The skills have stayed relatively uh, similar, but I think given the injury, um, him being on the DL, I think he's now a little bit in the background, and so maybe he's a guy you might want to target to get a little value um, from him. The last guy on here is just... uh, I'm just throwing him in here. It's Jose Abreu. The only reason why I include him in here, his skills are not good. Nothing's trending well. His ex-Woba isn't great over the last month. But damn, he always hits in the second half. And so, you know, if you can get him on the cheap, he's worth investing because he is a very good player. He's had a decent uh, first half. I think, you know, you know, sometimes you just see these guys who always hit in the second half and they just always hit in the second half. So I'm just tossing him in there in case you weren't aware of his second half uh, propensities, um, you know, nothing based on skills, nothing based on batted balls that I'm seeing in the last 30 or 15 days, just a guy who hits in the second half. Well that is going to wrap it up for episode twelve of the Batflip Crazy Podcast, where we covered sixteen hitters. I expect to have strong second halves, including deep dives on twelve of those. That was um, epic and you deserve a war an award if you've made it all the way through. Hopefully, I've been able to keep up the enthusiasm despite the cough uh, that lingers um, and the fact that it is late at night right now, but really appreciate you listening. Um, please, if you do enjoy the work um, of the podcast, if you are learning, if, you are, um, if it's helping you out with your fantasy baseball team, uh, please do uh, go to iTunes or your podcast platform, leave us a five-star review or a five-star rating, uh, or a review. Um, we greatly appreciate that. A lot, exci- lot of reasons to be excited about the second half. I am so excited. The last few days, even with the All-Star Game um, and the Home Run Derby, you know, I missed baseball. And so I'm really excited to have a full slate of games happening. At what is now today, uh, it's early in the morning um, on Uh, on friday but i'm just jazzed to have baseball back to see what happens over the second half i really do hope both the starting pitchers that i've recommended and the hitters that i've recommended for the second half are able to come through for you Um, thank you so much for trusting us uh, with your fantasy baseball advice best of luck in the second half we'll continue to uh, come out with the podcast to help you out along the way And good luck with all of your fantasy baseballing. Thank you so much for listening.